When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Would you believe it? Best in the World with Richard Parr has reached episode 40. We're so delighted you can join us for episode 40 of The Best in the World with Richard Parr. And our guest today is Van Fantastic. It is the three-time Olympic gold medalist Veronica Campbell-Brown. The Jamaican sprinter won the 200 metres gold at both the 2004 and 2008 Olympics. Also won the relay in 2004. Won many titles, world titles, junior titles. An absolute amazing competitor and she tells her story on this week's best in the world she talks about how nobody was very nice to her at the 2000 olympics where her 4 by 100 meters team won silver at the olympics in sydney she talks about her faith in christianity and being a christian she talks about the power of positivity and she also talks about her disappointments in 2016 and the Rio Olympics. That and much, much more to come on this week's Best in the World with Richard Parr with the Jamaican sprinting champion, Veronica Campbell-Brown. Certainly one of the biggest stars we've had on Best in the World with Richard Parr and we've had some fantastic guests on the program just before we get to my interview with veronica i would love for you to do me a favor and go to the facebook page for sportachino sportachino is my brand new sports breakfast show we're live at 8 gmt every single weekday morning digesting sports at breakfast we have a different guest being interviewed on the show every single weekday morning all related to sports, health and nutrition. We also digest the biggest stories in sport. Maybe it's football, maybe it's tennis, maybe it's cricket, maybe it's NFL. Who knows? We discuss it on the show. We would love for you to be involved. Send us a comment on every weekday morning's program. But crucially, please like the Facebook page. Please like facebook.com forward slash sportachino also if you'd like to support this show it's very easy why don't you get yourself a free audiobook from audible audible is one of the leading suppliers of audiobooks in the world guess what they've got over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iphone android mp3 or your kindle player check that all out at audibletrial.com forward slash best that's audibletrial.com forward slash best you can get a 
free 30-day trial with Audible. That includes one free audiobook download. It's a service I personally use. Please check it out, audibletrial.com forward slash best. All right, let's get to my interview with the legendary Veronica Campbell-Brown. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Veronica Campbell-Brown, welcome to the Best in the World, three-time Olympic champion in sprinting. Obviously, we've now had the Olympics back in August. What have you been up to since then, Veronica? Since the Olympics um, in Rio, I took a short break and I'm now back in training. I'm preparing for the 2017 season, the World Championship, which will be in London um, next summer. Oh, we can't wait to see you there. Have you set targets and goals already for next year? I have. I have. Uh, my short-term goals right now are to just rest well, train hard, stay positive. Um, the fall training is normally the most challenging, so I have to program my mind to get through each workout and to um, endure this part of training before I can get to the fun part. And then... I'm also um, looking forward to um, getting better technically. And um, for long-term goals, I would like to have some better times in 2017. Um, I could have have done better in in 16. And so I want to do much better in 17. So those are um, some of the things I'm just looking at where, where track and field is concerned. Mm, there's a couple of things I want to pick up on that and you, you mentioned about mentally do you have any particular processes you have for your for your mindset or any routines or meditation or any visualization techniques that you use I try to approach um, each training session positively and um, I'm from a Christian background I am a Christian so I read a lot of Christian materials I read my Bible I just try to connect with um, things and people who are positive, stay positive, and try to ignore the things around me that will not give me the energy and the strength. So I try to maintain good energy and just um, ju- just be positive. And I think that has helped um, over the years to um, work towards my goals. Mm, the power of positivity. I'm I'm in that same mind, same mindset as you there, Veronica. So with that in mind, obviously some people aren't as positive as you and I, for example, and some people are quite negative. And in, in a weird way, I don't know if you ever noticed, but they almost come across with this like negative aura. Is it difficult to kind of be around those type of people? It is. It is not good at all because the way the world is and the, the the way things are it's almost seems like it's hard to progress if you stay negative because a lot of time things may not go the way you want it or things may not look like they are going the way you want it and in order to really get over that hump you have to stay positive you have to keep hope you have to believe you have to believe you can do anything you can achieve anything so negativity is never good it, it, it's it's burdensome it will weigh you down it will make you unproductive so think it's much better for us to just stay positive no matter what is going on around us mm. you, you mentioned reading there obviously the bible is your go-to book but what other books are you are you reading when, when you look at those things um currently i'm reading um two books right now 
I'm reading Command in Your Morning by um, Sidney Chim. I'm reading Destiny by T.D. Jakes, and I have so many other books to read. But when I read this positive material, I try to get at least one thing from it that I can apply, and that I can apply that day or that week, and just to rest on that and remember that while 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 I'm going through 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 my day. Mm. So what, what what are you applying today? Well, today. Um, the main thing I'm, I'm focusing on, I um, the Bible verse I read this morning, it is saying that look to the Lord and his strength. So no matter what is going on around me, I'm thinking that God is in control. And as long as I believe and know that God is in control, I can get through whatever I see that is happening around me and fear will not creep in because I know that God is in control of all, all people. Mm. Okay, very very interesting. Uh, let's just go back to a few more of the things of what you've got planned coming up. And, and you mentioned about improving your technique. Now, you're a, a three-time Olympic champion. You're a former world champion. You've su- you're so successful in your career. Like, when, when you say you need to improve your technique, there must be people out there going, oh my goodness, what happens if Veronica improves her t- technique even more? What type of things are you looking to improve? What, what are those little things which will make you even better? Um, there's a lot of things. Um, over the years, I've gotten better um, technically. I remember when I started um, running way back um, in the 90s, I run with... Uh, I lean. I was leaning too forward, and over the years, my coaches have strengthened that, and I'm much better. I'm running much taller. But I realize that even now, sometimes towards the end of my races, I basically lose my hips, and then I'm not in that that power posture anymore. So I'm still working and improving that, and I'm still working and getting better out of the blocks. I'm still working and running my races more strategically so there's a lot of things and it's it's it, it, it's ongoing but it is also good because when i can look back at a race and realize that i have things that i can improve on that gives me hope for the future and have you always embraced these changes for example when, when you do make these technical changes you I, I can imagine that sometimes there's a frustration because you've done it a certain way for a certain time and then you have to change something and your coach is trying to change it do you do you ever get frustrated when you have to make those adjustments it is very challenging because when you are doing something for for a long time one way, then when you try to change it, sometimes the body is not as cooperative and you may do it well today and tomorrow you revert to your old ways and it's a constant battle. And um, I am a perfectionist. And so sometimes when I realize that I keep messing up and I'm not doing it the way I want it and um, I'm a little bit... Um, I'm not sure if frustrating is the right word, but I'm a little bit disappointed and I want to get it right. And because I want to get it right, I continue to work with it and I continue to push myself. And I just hope that when I get to the race, I can do the same thing and even do it better. But then the challenge is sometimes I do things better in training than in the race because the adrenaline is flowing and you sometimes just explode and forget to do something right so it's a challenge and um it's something that i'm working on and i'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, my colleagues um can agree with me and that all difficult it is to continue to um eat the right techniques 
every time in training and in competitions. Mm. It's, it's all about the work. It's all about the training. Let's just go to the, the beginning uh, of your life and your, your early career. And, you know, obviously you, you wouldn't have had that, that technical knowledge like you do now. Were you always just really quick? And uh, I, I saw that you, you grew up with there were nine siblings, I believe. Were you all fast? Yes, I, I, I grew up... Um, I had nine. I have nine siblings. We didn't all live in the same home, but we, we were in touch and connected. I have two older brothers who were extremely fast. They did very well in high school, um, but they didn't go any further. I also have a sister who used to run in high school, and then she quit um, in high school. I have a brother who is currently running. He's in college. He runs the 400 meter, and he's doing pretty well, and I really think that he will have a very good future. Mm, well, his uh, his sister's uh, a pretty good coach. If he ever needs a little bit of advice, I'm sure. Uh, d- does he turn to you very often? I encourage him um, on occasion, and but um, he's very level-headed. He's very focused. He's studying hard and he's training hard, and so I'm happy about that. And um, he reached out to me when he when when he need, but I try to keep him positive and I encourage him train hard, study hard. Make sure you keep that balance. You have to do good in both. You cannot just focus on sports and not your education. They're equally important. And so I think he's doing a pretty good job at at that. And so I'm proud of him. Now, as you were growing up, you had success at Jamaica's yearly Boys and Girls Championship. How important is that event in Jamaica for for people who don't really know about it? And how much do you think the success there helped uh, as a stepping stone for your later success in career? The Boys and Girls Championship um, in Jamaica, it is huge. It is um, the breathing ground for so many great athletes. And the way the way we are raised and most of us, we look forward to that championship each year and the competitions leading up to it and the excitement. And it's very competitive. And so you know that if you do not work hard, if you do not push yourself, you will not make it to champs, as we call it. And I think it is it is a very good program. It has help to develop a lot of great athletes over the years. And, and all of the Jamaican athletes that, that you see on the world stage has been through that system. And so it is great, it's, it is exciting, and I think it's um, very important. Mm, and then you won world titles at youth level, at junior level. With so much success at such a young, early age, was it ever easy just to become a bit overconfident? Um, no, never. It was always fun for me, and I believe that I was born to sprint, and so I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. I, I enjoy traveling to um, all the different places and race both locally and overseas, and so it, it was always fun, and I never get too much ahead of myself because from day one, I realized that it is not my strength that allow me to do well. It is it is the gift that God has given me, and so that keep me humble to know where my strength comes from. Mm, okay so you've traveled all around the world where are your some of your favorite places you've been to or does it very often feel like hotel room track hotel room airport exactly it's um i really get time to do any type of sightseeing and um, i've been to so many beautiful places i enjoy competing in beijing I enjoy um traveling to greece and competing in different parts of um of the country like Athens, 
and um, so many other great, so many great, great um, um, places. I enjoy company in New York. I enjoy company in London, and just so many great places to name. I cannot think of one place that I did not enjoy competing because it's always so fun and the culture is different. The people uh, are different. And so you get a different type of energy and different feeling at each place. And so when you have some free time, do you actually ever go away anywhere or do you just stay at home because you're like, oh, I've actually got some time to relax and be at home? When I'm, in the, when I'm at home, I, um, I do take vacation maybe at least one per year. But, and then I may have um, travel, small business travels um, here and there. But for the most part, I like to relax at home and just train and just chill and just, um, yeah, just relax. Hmm. So you mentioned Athens, you mentioned Beijing, where you had great success at both of those. We'll talk a bit more about them in just a moment. But your first Olympics was in 2000 in Sydney. How was that experience for you? Did it match everything you had potentially dreamed about? I loved um, competing in Sydney. It was a great experience. I was very young on the team. And um, although everyone was not nice to me, I still had fun. And I was um, very pleased to be able to help Jamaica um, get a medal there. And so it was, it was, and it was, it was great. And Australia is such a beautiful country. I've been to Brisbane that same year when I went for the for the Olympics. We were we spent time in Brisbane before we actually um, went over to Sydney, and it was just awesome. I had a blast, and as I said, it was just so it was it just it was just fun. Sorry, Veronica, did I did I mishear you, or, or did you say not everyone was nice to you there? <laughs> I know you would come back to that. <laughs> I was I, I was young, and as you can imagine, um, being so young and to compete with the seniors, not everyone um, was happy that such a young girl was compete was running with them on a relay. I don't know if it was a trust issue, but um, but that did not bother me at all because I had a job to to perform, and that was my main focus. And I went there, and my my objective was to make sure I deliver the baton and collect the baton and I did that and I was pleased with my run and um, I'm happy that we, we met and I did not come home empty-handed. Mm. Uh, do you just think they were threatened by your ability? I have no idea but um, as I said I was having fun and I, I, I have learned not to really pay much attention to the charters and what is going on around me and so those things when they come um, they're not a distraction. I, I stay focused, I stay grounded. Well, four years later in Athens, the 4x100m team won Jamaica's first gold in that event, and you were part of that team. What was different between, say, that team and the one in Sydney then? That team, we were closer because we were, we were closer in age, and um, it was it, it was great. Um, the, the, the camaraderie, the unity, the excitement, it was just so fun, and it was great competing with those ladies. We we really had a ball. We were we were confident. We were positive going into the race, and we went out and everybody run as best as they as they could, and uh, we were rewarded with the gold medal. Do you think then going back to two thousand, then uh, had the camaraderie been better, the the team had the technical ability and and quality to actually win gold in two thousand? You never know. We have made some mistakes um, in that race. Um, in, in, in 2000 and um, I don't know that may have cost us the goal but 
I don't want to take anything away from the Bahamas because they perform extremely well. And um, they are very nice ladies. I, I know them well. I, I'm still in touch with some of them. And so it was great. But I feel that our baton exchange was not smooth throughout all of the exchanges. And I think that might have cost us um, the gold medal. But um, as I said, Bahamas did very well and they deserved the medal because they, they executed well and they had clean baton exchanges. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. We've got more from Veronica in just a moment on The Best in the World with Richard Park. Just a quick reminder that today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is one of the leading suppliers of audiobooks in the world. If you've forgotten from earlier, they've got over 180,000 titles to choose from of all different types of genre of book. I personally listen to sports books. I would highly recommend you do the same. You can listen to Sports Gene by David Epstein. I've listened to that book along with many others on all different genres. Check it out. 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. I'd love for you to get your 30-day trial and free download. Check it out. audibletrial.com forward slash best. audibletrial.com forward slash best. All right, let's return to the three-time Olympic champion, Veronica Campbell-Brown. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Let's talk more now about your individual success. And it was 2004 that you won the 200 meters gold medal. Just explain to me your feelings on, on the day of the final there and, and, and how you felt and uh, and kind of the process that you, you went through that day. Did you change anything or was it the same as every single other race? 
it was the same. Um, just highly focused, um, just meditating on the race. Um, I run the race many times in my head before I even get to get to the track and just um, stay positive and rely on my training and my execution. And um, crossing the finishing line first was such a dream come true because since I was a little girl, I, I've always dreamt of becoming an Olympic individual gold medalist. And after getting bronze in the 100 meter and come back and get a gold in the 200 meter, it was just overwhelming. It was just so grateful and um, just a blessing. Mm. Just tell us what would be your, your typical routine then uh, on a race day. Like, what, what, what type of food are you eating? And, and, and kind of how, how many hours rest would you get before a race? And, and those kind of, although that build up before a, a big event, please. So race day is just eating, sleeping, reading, listening music, and just meditating. I, I normally try to stick with what I eat on a regular basis, um, oatmeal, fruits, eggs, just that, that type of stuff, or um, toast, eggs, oatmeal, fruits, eggs. Yeah. So my breakfast is quite simple most of the time, and I try to get the same thing when I travel. So I would have my breakfast, and then I would... Um, go back to bed or read or pray. Then I do lunch. I try to take a nap before the track and meditating. So it's, it's a combination of eating, sleeping, meditating, reading, relaxing before a race. Are you, are you good at napping? Can you nap anywhere? Not anywhere, but um, <laughs> it's normally easy to nap when I, when I, when I, when I have a bed. If I'm extremely tired, then... I'm not a problem to sleep on a plane or, but I, um, I've never really nap in an airport, just sitting there and nap. I, yeah, I try to nap when I'm, when I have some peace and can just relax. Mm, try, trying to get that energy. You mentioned music. What, what's normally on your playlist before a big race? My playlist is just full of gospel. I like, um, various gospel artists and I, um, I just mainly listen gospel gospel music. Okay, who who's the one gospel artist that that you that you would like to listen to the most? Oh, I have I have so many um so many people. I just um fluctuate. I listen to um Juanita Bynum, Jason Nelson. So many. I have so many um Tasha Cobb. I just like all different variety of um of music. Mm. and so what is it like when you're standing on a podium with a gold medal with the national anthem playing uh, i believe you, you had a few tears in the 2000 games when you won gold like what, what goes through your mind at that moment just pride um to see where i'm com- where, where i came from my country is not one of the biggest in the world, but it has produced so many great athletes. And to be um, one, to be one of those great athletes, it is it is quite a joy. And I know that um, the Jamaican people they do enjoy watching me run. They really support me. And so, in 2004, when I was on the podium, and I realized that my childhood dream had come true, and then I realized the joy that I bring to all those people and then listen to the national anthem um, play and the word of the national anthem is so inspirational. It's all about God and 
it was just so overwhelming and um it brought tears of joy tears of joy joy to my eyes mm. and you mentioned about the the pride um of being there of representing your country and of course you, you had an amazing honor in 2008 when you were carrying the flag at the opening ceremony uh, tell us about that day how, how did that all go for you and uh, and I, what i'd also like to know is I, I was speaking to phil dalhauser the um olympic volleyball champion a few days ago and he was saying uh, the opening ceremony is absolutely amazing but the only problem with it is you're on your feet all day and you get a bit exhausted and then he had to compete the next day and they actually lost and they, they went on to win a gold medal but it, he says it's it's an amazing day but it's actually quite an exhausting day how, how was it for you in 2008 it is it is correct it is actually um it's it's, it's exhausting but it's awesome because when I was carrying the flag, we have to march in, and we, I miss all of the opening ceremony. I did not really get to see anything live because we have to stay in the back and march in according to the order for our countries. But it is so exciting to carry the flag, and it is so much joy, so much pride. I'm just humbled by, um, by the experience. Mm. And then you were going into those games as the 200 metres gold olympic champion defending your title was there any extra pressure on you going into those games it, not really pressure but i was um hoping that i would be able to defend my title and i'm so glad i did because it is such a great feeling to come back four years later and do it again so it is a great achievement and um extremely happy for the result and I am still chasing that time that I ran in 2008 still chasing that time so it was a great run and um, when I got to the finishing line I felt like I ran so hard I was extremely exhausted I had nothing left in me at that time Mm. yeah you got your personal best uh, in the 200 meters in Beijing you got your personal best in the 100 meters when you won when you won gold in uh, the 2011 World Championships, I believe that was in Daegu. Uh, is there anything about these big events, these big moments, which allows you to get your personal bests? Because, you know, some people get personal bests or they break world records, not necessarily at World Championships or at Olympic Games. What is it about these big events that kind of push you a little bit further? I think um, for my 200-meter PR was in Olympics in Beijing. The 100 meter was at a local meet in Ostrava. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. But um, for the Olympics, for me, it was the rounds. I feel like I get better each round. And that has really helped me helped me to run fast. And then it was later in the year, so I was very I was extremely fit and at peak performance. So that, that was very helpful. And then in Ostrava, I had two runs. I ran a heat and a final at the 100 meter, and that also helped me. And the track is very fast, and the crowd was great. So it's a combination of um, preparation, energy from the crowd, and the rounds, all that come into play. Because sometimes when you run once, if you take a break and run twice, as long as you have good stamina, good backbone training, and your speed is in a right place, it's easier to do it and to do it after more than one try to PR after more than one try that that's for me I'm not sure if that's the case for everybody 
Mm. You've had so many great victories and great races and everything like that. And is there one which is your favorite? I would have to say um, Beijing 2008. That um, that was a extremely good run um, for me. Execution. I felt that the execution was perfect. I. I think I did everything right. I reacted well. I started well. I pushed well. And it was such a great race. And as I said earlier, I'm still tracing that time. So I have to say that was one of my most exciting um, races. Mm. And you, you said earlier that you weren't too happy with the, the 2016 games this year. Um, I, I know in the in the, the in the 200 meters, you, you went out in the heats, I believe. Where do you think it, it, it just didn't go right this year? Uh, obviously, you, you did have success in the, uh, in the in the relay, but when someone like you hit such great standards, were, were you disappointed with what you came away with in Rio? I totally underperformed in Rio. I, um, my season was going so well. I was on course to do extremely well in the 200 meter, but I've hit some roadblocks. I had a few issues and those had played a role in my in my in my in my in, in the way I performed in the two hundred meter in Rio. But um I'm moving on from it. It no need to look back at it and and I can't undo it. But what I can do is prepare myself to do better the next time, and that's what uh, we are working on at this moment. Mm. And will the next time be the twenty twenty Olympics? I'm not sure. I'm taking it one season at a time. So after um, 2017 is concluded, then I will decide if if I want to do 18, and then I'll do it like that. So um, my coach and I will decide as 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 we go and see how much more years I want to uh, stay in the sport. Well, Veronica, I know we've nearly run out of time with you, but I just wanted to ask you uh, one more thing uh, about being a UNESCO Goodwill Ambassador. Um, you've been that since 2009. How has that experience been for you? It has been great. Um, it is a great role that I that I have and um, to try and bring more attention to gender equality in the sport, which I think we're making progress, but we still have room to improve. And... Um, I'm just happy to be in a position to reach out to um, to young women and um, women and just to encourage and try to uplift them and try to motivate them. Uh, it's something that I don't take lightly and I enjoy doing it. It's, it's, it's a great honor. Well, we enjoy being inspired by you every single day, Veronica. Thank you so much for appearing on the show. Just before you go, could you tell us how we can continue to learn from you on Twitter and social media, please? V. Campbell Brown um, is my Twitter name. And I think it's the same thing for Instagram. But if you search by my name, Veronica Campbell Brown, and either one, then you will um, be able to find find me. And I also have a Facebook page. Oh, great. Well, I'll make sure we have the, the right links on the description page of this podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Veronica Campbell Brown, thank you for being the best in the world. Oh, thank you for having me. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Thanks again to Veronica for being on this week's Best in the World. Of course, Veronica isn't the only 
track athlete we've had on the program. Go back and listen to my conversation with the relay Olympic champion, Darren Campbell. Go back and listen to the decathlon champion, Brian Clay. He's been on the show. We've got so many great conversations with world and Olympic champions on our previous podcast. You can check them all out on iTunes. They're all on Stitcher and they're all on richardparr.net. If you like the show, do me a favor, please, and go to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It's very, very easy to do and it really helps our show. And even if you don't like track and field, but you want to be inspired by other athletes, we've got people from hockey, we've got people from cricket, We've got people from rowing. We've got people from paddle boarding. We've really learned from the very best in those fields. And we will continue to do that again next week on the show. If you'd like to contact me, I'm on Twitter at Richard underscore Parr. Please follow me on Twitter. Like our Facebook page, Best in the World with Richard Parr. And keep up to date with everything at Richard Parr. I can't believe we've reached 40 episodes on the best in the world. Here's to another 40 and I'll be back with episode 41 next Wednesday on the best in the world with Richard Parr. The best in the world podcast with Richard Parr. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market